Capturing the world. Capture the world podcast, capture the world, the brand, capture the world apparel. It's me, Julian Scott from itsmejulianscott.com, global vision of momentum consulting and co-host to the awesome Keep It 100 podcast crew. If you didn't know, we are giving back to our community and yours for helping us grow. Check out that Too Good To Be True community giveaway on our website, itsmejulianscott.com. We're doing monthly prizes every single month, as well as access to our grand prizes of a PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, MacBook Pros, and Surface laptops. All you got to do is show us love on the platforms, give us a follow or subscribe. Check out the details on itsmejulianscott.com. And as always, check out Keep It 100 Podcast and Capture the World Podcast and Capture the World Apparel. This episode was recorded on October 7th, 2020. Hope you enjoy. Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is your host, David Carmichael II, and I'm back with another awesome episode of the Caption the World podcast. Um, I want to give a shout-out to all of our Spotify listeners, Apple Podcast listeners, and YouTube listeners. Like I say, every episode, man, I appreciate y'all listening. And if you haven't already, please subscribe and please pass the word on down about the show. Um, on this episode, I have not just one guest, but four special guests. Um, hailing from the DMV, man. Um, we have Julian, Denisha, Jordan, and Mark. Um, there are some great entrepreneurs that are based, like I said before, based in the DMV area. And we're going to talk about what each of them does. And then, you know, we're going to get into like some, you know, regular questions about entrepreneurship and business. So before I do all that, I want to introduce them again. Julian, Denisha, Jordan, and Mark. How y'all doing today, man? Hey, hey, hey. Feeling pretty good, man. How you doing? Doing good, man. Can't complain. Can't complain, man. Happy to be here, man. This is exciting. This is a moment, even for us. You know, I'm, I'm excited to get into it. The Carmichael Show. Me too. Me too, man. So, um, have y'all been watching the NBA Finals lately? Do y'all, do y'all watch basketball? Look, don't be getting into all sports. I am a female <laughs> on here. Don't be stalling. <laughs> he like, he like so look, we're going to go straight right. off top. <laughs> nah, man, I, I, I've been following some of the highlights. Um, you know, Lakers about to put them to bed, man. <laughs> One yeah. more for Bron Bron. Right, that's that's what it looks like, man. Um, they play again on Friday, so hopefully they can close out the series. And yeah, like you said before, LeBron will get his fourth ring. So, yeah, I'm very excited for him, man. And, uh, especially, like, all this COVID 19 stuff been going on. I just, you know, I'm glad that they was able to finish the season despite all this pandemic stuff going on. So, yeah, congrats to him, man. Yeah, oh. absolutely, man. And that that Miami team is young right now. They they done a great job with the organization, filling up some gaps in the roster, and 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 you know they they coming this far. Although a lot of people thought uh, prior to us getting to the finals, it was going to be you know. West Coast, West Coast, and represented that way, mm-hmm. and uh, you know didn't didn't quite turn out that way. <laughs> the Clippers went bust. <laughs> yeah, they they and definitely the Lakers died. came through. So you right. know, that Heat team, if they do, if they don't make it, you know, which is not looking good for them, they they'll be all right. They'll be back, man. It's a bunch of young, talented guys. Yeah, that's a fact. They do have a nice young team. 
with Jimmy Butler leading them. And um yeah, they're gonna be alright, man. They'll be back next season as well. So um so yeah, I have an icebreaker question. I, I just started doing these to kinda get the mood going. Um so and y'all can each answer this individually. So my question to each of y'all is if you can have dinner with two famous people, dead or alive, who will you pick? And it doesn't matter who goes first. Okay. Yeah, I'll go first. I'll just introduce myself. So uh, this is Julian Scott for everyone listening. I'm super happy to be on here, Capture the World podcast. Uh, I am the global vision for Momentum Consulting, uh, you know, the, the, the team leader, if you will. But, you know, we, we uh, all represent different functions, which everyone will talk through. But um, to answer the question, dead or alive, if I could go to dinner with two people, um, that dinner would be lit. I, I would like to go to dinner with Walt Disney and Kanye West at the wow. same table. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I think Kanye said he was Walt Disney at one point. One That's one. why it's going to be interesting, right? <laughs> he said, "He said, <laughs> bro, he said, I am, he said, I am, I am the new Walt you Disney." Some explaining to do, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. That's a good one, though. I like that. I like that. What about you, Jordan? Dang, I don't know if I was ready. Let me see. I think I'd probably go. Um, I I get my man Elon a seat at the table. Uh-huh. Definitely, definitely got to chop it up with him. And then I say, kick it back. Uh, you said dead or alive, right? Dead or alive. Yep. I think I want to meet Manson Mosa. Dang, that's dope. That's dope. That's going way back. The richest, right, from what right, they tell us, back. the richest man way ever back. in history. Right. <laughs> I like need that. The, need the secrets and need the knowledge. That's a fact. I like that one. All right, who next on the list? What about uh, what about Mr. Mark? What you got? Uh, let's see. I would say. For, okay, so dead. I'm a bit of a history buff, so I would say dead. I would probably pick Frederick Douglass. Okay. Um, I've I've done like reports on him throughout the years for like various school assignments and. This guy, he's got a real dope history. He's really, you know, pivotal in the movement back then. Um, I think I'm, I'm struggling with my my alive person, and I would either. I think I think my alive person, I might pick Steph Curry, and I like Ooh. I like Steph Curry because I, I really like his mindset. Because when he came out in the league, like, and I'm probably probably all in the commercial. We came out in the league like nobody liked him. Nobody thought he was going to be anything, be nobody notable, and he just like. He, you know, he honed his practice, and now he's where he where he's at now. And I kind of like that that side of that. Okay, I like that. That's dope. All right, Mister Nisha, what about you? Hello, world. Um, <laughs> uh, let me say who I am while I still think about it. So. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm Miss Danisha. Um, you know, I've been on uh, the Carmichael show before talking about insurance. That's what my background is in, um, dealing with insurance and uh, Forex. And then, you know, being a part of this wonderful team, the Keep It 100 podcast team. Um, so to answer your question, uh, I was thinking hard about this, like while everyone else was talking. And it's just so hard. It's like, do I want the 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 musician to be? Because y'all know I have my artsy side. So 
So it's like, do I want the musician to be at the table? Like I was thinking Michael Jackson, like you could bring him back Mm -hmm. and have a conversation with him. Like, how would that be? That would be so interesting. And then it's like the business side, Um, you know, ironically, I would say Oprah Winfrey because she has accomplished so many first time milestones, um, you know, over the years. And so she would be a great person to, I feel like, pick her brain and and find out, like, what was you doing? What was you thinking during, you know, these different things that happened in your life? Uh Mm -hmm. That's actually solid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it happens when you got time to think about it. My question is, what's right. going to be on the menu? What are they, what are they eating? <laughs> right. Uh. Well, when I imagined this sit-down, it was like a high-end place. You know, you can't give them McDonald's, right? No, they like, got tea. They, they got, got tea Chick-fil-A. <laughs> right. Is that your example of high-end? Was Chick-fil-A? <laughs> hold up. You, say, you went from McDonald's to Chick-fil-A. I'm about saying, about what in the world? I don't know how she feels just, about Chick-fil-A. Y'all, we're going to have to get HR no. on the phone. Chick-fil-A is good, though. I ain't going to lie. I'm just saying, like, on, if you were to do fast foods, you wouldn't do Mickey D's. You would do Chick-fil-A. That's like high-end That's like high-end uh, fast food, huh? Right. Just can't have it. Just can't have a meeting on Sunday. Right, I know, right? <laughs> um, but I guess I can answer the question too. So for me, I would say Tupac because I don't know, man. I feel like he was like a, a revolutionary. Like I feel like he was ahead of his time. Like he really a lot of this, a lot of stuff we seen we're saying now, he kinda, you know, predicted 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 a lot of stuff that that is happening these times man i would really would like to know what he would have to say about what's going on in the world you know yeah. with the about what we're going through with you know the black lives matter movement and just the presidential race and i feel like he would have a lot to say about what's going on and um probably obama man that's the chop mm. it up with him and just the i don't know see what's on his mind i mean i know he's he has a lot to say about what's going on too and um, just you know him being the first black president, you know that would be that would be my 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 two people I'll pick. So, but yeah, man. So let's get on to what each of y'all do. So I went and looked at each of y'all profiles and um, kind of looked at what y'all do for a living. I already kind of know what Denisha does, but I <laughs> took a, a good look at what you know Julian does and what Jordan does. Based on what y'all told me on the on the sit down we had a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I'm gonna start with Jordan, man. I looked up and I seen that you do real estate. Um, you're an investor, and you say you're a mentor and an educator. So, um, you know, that's you already introduced yourself already, but just give a little bit of insight about each of those things. I guess you can start with real estate. So, like, you can talk about your background and how you, you know, how you were raised, and then what led you to do what you're doing now. Gotcha, gotcha. So I mean, it's it's a it's it's a pretty deep story, um, and a lot of it, you know, there was some twists and turns because ultimately, uh, there was a point in my life where you know I, I thought that you know owning a business was going to be a thing, but there was also a point in my life where you know I thought that I was going to be in a super technical role doing design and engineering and stuff like that. Because um, like if we take it back all the way since you know being young. 
Yeah, I've been into technology, uh, been into the sciences and stuff like that. So I had a real technical background, did good in school. So math was my strong suit. Um, ended up going to school for engineering, robotics, uh, mechanical engineering. And going through, like, as a, as a kid, I, I grew up working with my dad, was a, who was a GC. Um, I got a lot of practical hands-on knowledge. Um, you know, I started a business when I was in middle school, took that through high school. So, you know, I got a lot of hands-on work experience. But, you know, once I got to college, they were like, oh, yeah, get you a good job. Engineers get paid a bunch of money. That was a cool thing that I, you know, thought about doing. Um, going into it seemed real great. Coming out of it, not so much. Yeah. Uh, you know, landed some solid jobs when I got out of school, you know, worked at some places like, you know, GE, you know, for some actually, you know, high profile, you know, uh, you know, forgings facilities and stuff like that. Um, and it was not cracked up, not at all cracked up to what it was supposed to be. Um, you know, with, with a lot of the technical roles, you know, you're sitting down at a desk, you're sitting down at a computer doing a lot of stuff that, you know, not talking to people was a it was a it was heavy it was a heavy price for me to pay right. um ultimately i ended up uh you know doing a an internship for a space company over on the west coast um and i got a tour of spacex and that That's changed dope. a lot uh i mean you see my my guest was elon right, so right. i was like yeah i wanted to, i wanted to get a sit down with him crack his brain up and see see what he was he was getting into because that tour that experience uh was like it was literally life-changing like changed the entire course of my life for you know forever um so i got a tour of that place it was crazy it was awesome like an engineer is like wet dream like you don't you would never see anything like that you know again for a while um and so after that i actually joined up you know solar city um that was where you know really my sales journey started uh, I guess I'd always done a little bit of sales, but you know, this was my chance to shine. Um, and I, you know, did pretty well there. I was probably top in the country, maybe within my first year, uh, at solar city, um, you know, kept selling and got recruited by other solar companies. They had hunted me, wanted me to come open up different branches, districts for them, uh, new markets. Um, and so from that point on, uh, that is what actually took me into, um, you know, kind of re, you know, re realizing myself. It's like, hey, look, I'm I'm actually good at this. I'm good at what I'm doing right now, um, but I don't personally enjoy working on anybody else's schedule uh, and building somebody else's company. Because it was time after time, I would build up huge sales teams. You know, I would gross, you know, millions of dollars in sales, whether it be from me or my sales teams. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm like, yeah, I made some money, but who made more of that money? And I've been doing this, you know, I've been doing this since I was a kid. So why not be able to start a business on my own? Um, so my brother and I, we actually, you know, started on some rental property. We did a couple flips uh, and, you know, helped manage his properties. And then I started getting my own, especially after getting some of the bag. You know, yeah. you started throwing that into in some real estate and that was where I actually found out, you know, I began to excel because I enjoyed doing it. I knew a lot about it. I did it really well. Um, and I knew the numbers. That was that was the biggest thing for me. You know, you put me in front of a spreadsheet, you put me in front of a house, 
you know, I tell you your ARV, your comps, your cash on cash, you know, all that stuff will, will come out in a second. That's, that's really where I, I thrive. So that was, that's kind of like been my journey and bringing it to now. And because I've been doing it for so long, you know, it's a lot of blacks in the black community. That's just not something that you come by often. Somebody who's been doing it for a long time, uh, or who's approachable. You know, I would like to think of myself as approachable, um, but then that's also willing to share. So, you know, anybody that's asking me about real estate that wants to learn, you know, wants to grow. I mean, even if it's just about sales, but you know, I, I generally enjoy talking about real estate. Um, so, I through, you know, mentoring and coaching and training from a lot of the sales team, encourage more than just sales and sales approaches, sales tactics, um, is a holistic approach. You know what I do. It's about changing mindset. It's about changing fundamentally who you are as a person so that that reflects in your sales. Um, and so a lot of people, most people struggle with financial issues. And so financial freedom is what we look to help people create. And we're in, you know, as far as sales goes or real estate goes, those are the, some of the top earners. You know, you see a lot of millionaires are made and most of their wealth ends up going into real estate. And it's for a reason, you know, it's a, a secure, solid investment and you get benefits on both the cash flow in and you get benefits on taxes, which is another way that people lose on a lot of money. Um, so, you know, encouraging people to investigate these things may not necessarily be that real estate's their thing. But investing in general, investing in yourself and investing in your future is really what, you know, I try to get people on the bandwagon to do uh, so that they can grow themselves and ultimately be in a place where they don't have to go work a job. They are not forced into, um, you know, having to go build somebody else's dream. You know, you can go ahead and build your own. I love that, man. And um, one of the things about real estate that, I mean, a lot of us know is like, you know, when you try to invest in, into something, you know, real estate is something that's always going to be there for, in my opinion, because, you know, people always will need somewhere to stay. You know, it might be cert certain businesses that might go out of business throughout time, but real estate is one of those things where, you know, I mean, the market might be down in certain times, you know, but overall, you know, real estate is something you can always make money in, like you were saying. And, um, like, you know, people always will need something somewhere to stay. So, as long, you know, as long as you're in a good market, whatever area you decide to do real estate in, I mean, I feel like that's always a good, a good thing you can invest in. I have a um a homeboy that he's um starting to invest in Airbnbs, and mm -hmm. um I was just telling him like, you know, let me know like, you know, wherever you find out, um, because I want to you know get on board with what you got going on. Like, let me know what I need to do. And he was like, yeah, bro. Like, as soon as I figure this out, man, I'm, I'm just trying to um you know, figure everything out first. And then once I come back, I can tell you the right thing. I don't want to tell you anything right now because it might be wrong. I'm trying to learn it right now. But, but yeah, he's doing his thing with, with that, man. He has a couple of rental properties. And, um, yeah, man, it's just it's just a great thing, man. But a lot of us can, can really make a good living off of that. So, I, I mean, I, I love it. And I tell people every day, and it's so many different ways you can get involved because just like you said, he's doing Airbnb, which is a, a newer, you know, something, something newer, you know, since Airbnb has been around, people have been, you know, capitalizing and taking advantage of it, but now it's almost an industry in itself. Um, just like vacation rentals. 
but you got people who have been wholesaling, you got people who are flippers, you got people who are doing bank owned properties, you got people who do just land, you got people, you know, for somebody like me, I tend to, you know, I look towards multifamily residential. Um, and, you know, recently I've been looking, you know, to buy some commercial property. Um, and then you've got different types of commercial. Are you doing commercial residential? Are you doing commercial retail? You know, and then there's industrial commercial. So as I'm saying, like, we can talk about this for hours, but it's, it's something that everybody can at least investigate. And there's so much room, you know, there's, there's literally no competition. Like anybody, everybody could jump into the multifamily space and there would still be no competition just because there's so much place and there's so much more land. I mean, every, people are still building uh, properties every day. You know, it might not seem like it. They talk about house shortages and all this other stuff. But like you said, everybody always needs some place to live and it's more people always being born. So uh -huh. people are still going to need more houses. Yeah. And the population is the, the world population is continuing to grow. So um yeah <laughs> like the more people that's born that's here on this earth is going to be more people more places and you know more apartment complexes and more houses you have to build you know because everywhere i go i always see somewhere where they're tearing down some trees and build a new apartment complex so yeah that's always going to be a thing as long as we live so but yeah bro that's what's up and um you know i've seen that you you're are you investing investing in renewable energy yeah, so I actually, um, one of my strategies is because I, I know and understand, um, you know, the solar and renewable side uh, is designing and implementing uh, energy friendly, um, you know, I guess I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to say it without saying eco-efficiency, because that is essentially what I do. Uh, so for the new builds, uh, we're using, you know, recycled materials. We're using um, high efficiency materials. We're using a lot of smart devices to be able to lower the overall energy consumption of the home. And now for any property that I own, let's say for my rental properties, I become the utility company and that's an extra profit center for, for all any of my buildings. So I can get tenants low cost of living because they don't have to pay asinine prices for energy. I'm conserving because ultimately anybody knows in the real estate space, the less you have to rebuild your property or keep and maintain your property, the less money you're spending, the better cash flow and the better rate of return you're going to get. And then ultimately it's better for the environment. You know, that's why I got into renewable energy in general, you know, so it's like, I want my kids to live on this planet and not have to, you know, grow up on Mars or something like shouts out to my man, Elon, that's dope what you try and do. But like, you know, we, we got home already. We can, we can keep this one. Right. I ain't trying to go out there. They tripping. Right. <laughs> um, okay, man. That's awesome, man. So, and I, and I, I do think that's the way the world's going to be moving anyway, as far as, um, using renewable energy and, you know, cut down on fossil fuels and, you know, cause, um, what, what were they talking about? I was watching the presidential debate, that crazy debate. But anyway, they was talking about, um, I guess global warming. It's another name for that though. They're saying, uh, I don't know. But anyway, they was talking about like, you know, renewable energy sources and how can they cut down like pollution and things like that. And I forgot what both of them said. Um, but I do think, I mean, that is an issue amongst the world, not just America. So, you know, we do want to figure out ways where we can, 
still have the energy we need to, you know, drive and energy for our homes, but to, to cause less pollution. So, um, yeah, because I mean, you you see a lot of a lot of uh, oil companies. One, you know, you look on the stock market, uh, the price per barrel is um, you know is, is definitely going going down the tubes. Uh, you know, and and now you're seeing a lot of the car companies who are transitioning from you know ICE vehicles or regular combustion engine vehicles to electric vehicles. You know, so it's it's definitely it's definitely the movement. It's definitely the movement. Like. Uh, you know, my, my boy Julian say, but, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's all about, uh, the, the new trends, um, all about taking it to the future as opposed to looking into the past. No doubt. No doubt, man. That's great. And, um, the last thing I seen, <clears throat> the last thing that I seen about you was you say you're, you are a mentor. So who actually are you mentoring young kids or what type of group of people are you mentoring? Um, so I would say that a majority of my mentorship is actually from, you know, relatively similar age group. Uh, I actually enjoy working with children because they actually have a really good capacity to learn. Um, and, you know, especially from, you know, just day-to-day interactions with momentum, um, you know, we're actually mentoring business and business owners, uh, trying to show them and coach them up into being able to uh, you know, streamline and make their businesses more efficient. Um, so those are the people that I really enjoy working with because they have a, uh, a great capacity to be able to do really good things for the, you know, e- economics, you know, each most small business owners will employ anywhere from two to 10 people. Um, and so one, we're trying to be able to help people increase that from, you know, two to 10, from 10 to 50. Uh, and take them from small mom and pops to medium and large scale businesses. Uh, and so, you know, being able to interact with them, even after our clients have, you know, finished a, a service package or have finished a term with us, we actually keep in touch, you know, on a long-term basis because we want to help continue to grow their business. Uh, because one that just, you know, is a, a, a positive thing that, you know, we like to do because we like to give back and we like to always add value. But ultimately, you know, it's something that creates and helps our brand, uh, bolster our brand. You know, when now when you see the uh, the the Carmichael show, uh, you know, up on the up on the the shining lights, it's like, you know, hey, you know, we had a a, a great uh, uh, great start with with momentum momentum group, um, and they helped us get to where we are. You know, I'd love to be able to to say that about any of my you know mentees, about any of the businesses that you know we've helped to coach. Um, and you know, for any person that would come to us and, and are looking for services. Um, so, you know, we give it for free, we give it for a fee, you know, either way we're trying to give. No doubt. No doubt. I like that. <laughs> give it for free. Give it for a fee. <laughs> <laughs> Spitting them bars, man. Um, but no. Was that off top? Was that off top? Right. Yeah, that's off the dome, man. Right <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, that's. That's awesome, man. I like that. I like all the things that, that you're doing. And um, speaking of uh, momentum, I'm going to go ahead and um, shoot it over to Julian Scott. Um, and we was talking about this, you know, before the podcast. So introduce yourself one more time to to the audience. And um, and let's talk about momentum consulting. And just tell me, you know, a little bit of your background and then get in get into talking about the momentum counseling, if you don't mind. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. One more time for everybody. It's uh, Julian Scott. It's me, JulianScott.com. Uh, man is the brand. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Momentum Consulting is is our is the kind of the parent, you know, company. And, and we'll explain as we go through because, uh, you know, the podcast, you know, today us being on the Capture the World podcast here is super special. You know, all, all of us are, are connected in that way through the different elements of the business. But I won't steal anyone's thunder you know, I'll just talk briefly about, you know, my background and kind of how I got to this point with Momentum um, Consulting and the, our podcast, Keep It 100 Podcast. Uh, so, you know, eight years of experience on uh, product lifecycle. The last, last eight years, I've been working for different Fortune 50 companies and all types of industries, man. I mean, I've seen it all. Retail, uh, sales, telecommunications, technology, startups, um, food and beverage, right? Uh, both from a distribution and from a customer facing standpoint. And in all of these different experiences, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to have the opportunity to really learn about the inner workings of the different aspects of product lifecycle, right? Making it, shipping it, selling it, right? How, how do these things work? How do they work cross-functionally together? Um, how do you put them all together? And, you know, my journey is interesting, right? I, I went to school in Maryland, corporate finance degree, and I thought for a long time I was going to be a lawyer. You know, we talked about this on uh, one of our early episodes of the podcast. You know, I was watching a movie with my pops and I was like, yo, I want to be Morris Chestnut. Like, who is that? What's he doing? <laughs> <laughs> and so my dad was like, yeah, man, he's a lawyer. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to be a, a, a corporate attorney. So I fell in love with that, started learning about law and different things and, you know, a piece of obviously, if you're going to be a corporate attorney, you need to understand business, right? So I said, okay, cool. I learned finance. And so I thought that was going to be my path, right? And, you know, a lot of my journey has been, you know, taking these twists and turns and maybe the unconventional roads to things, right? So I go from that and get into the working world after several different internships, you know, and, and like I said, I, I've been a part of various different industries, all at a pretty high level, uh, you know, high, with a high level, high profile, I should say, brands. And being able to sit in different leadership seats and, and see sort of behind the curtain. Um, and, at, you know, when I was working in tech, I was actually fortunate enough to get uh, relocated, if you will, to San Francisco. So I was in the heart of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Silicon Valley. Valley, you know? the valley. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm, you know, you know, um, you mentioned it earlier in the show, but I'm a DMV guy. Right. I'm a Baltimore kid, uh, Baltimore City, born and raised. And so for me to go from, you know, those humble beginnings to be in, you know, the heart of Silicon Valley, you know, I was walking past, you know, like the Dolby digital buildings and all these, you know, squares and square space and all this, all these crazy uh, headquarters and all this stuff um, in the tech world, right? These places that most people only experience either through their, their consumer applications or on a screen, right? Are you just hearing about it through your friends and all that type of stuff? But to, to, to be amidst and amongst these people, I thought it was a great experience, but not everything is, uh, you know, always set in stone, right? As Jordan said, it's not always what it's cracked up to be. And so um, tech is an ever-fluctuating environment. And uh, the company that I was with was right on the end of going public, and they got a brand-new CEO. And, of course, my mans wanted to clean up. <laughs> and, and yes, he did. So the team I was with was experimental. 
And, uh, you know, we weren't proven, right? So you're thinking about um, your, your, you know, contributions to a company. It's like, who's bringing in the money and who is not? And our team, as again, experimental in nature, we were burning cash <laughs> happily, <Right. laughs> trying to figure out what was going to be the next big wave. And unfortunately, you know, when, when it was time to go public, those can present, those types of things can present risk to investors. And so what you want to do in a IPO situation is, is make investors feel comfortable. They want to know if I'm investing early like this, that my money is going to grow and be safe in the next, you know, 10, 15 years or whatever. I want to see exponential growth. So I don't want to be betting on someone who's just experimenting and burning through cash too fast. You know what I mean? So our team, you know, say, say it's to say, uh, was cut and, uh, I did, you know, found another role, but in between that time, it was like, you know, kid who watched this movie started to build his uh, professional path um, started to do the get these different experiences got the degree um, had these different roles in leadership promotions um, relocated you know going from my city to another major you know major market um, in the tech space and it felt like I was doing everything that people would say, quote unquote, the right way. I was doing it all the right way. You know, I went to school, I stayed away from certain things. I, I tried to be positive and, you know, you do it the right way. And, and here it is being snatched from me yet again. So that time in between, you know, leaving the tech company and, and going into another leadership role with another uh, another uh, large company in the food and beverage industry, um, you know, it made me think like and reflect like, yo, like this can't happen. Right. And then the other question was like, how often is this happening to other people who are less fortunate? Right. And by this, I mean, having opportunity snatched away from you uh, without, you know, sort of your your say so your input, um, having other people get the opportunity to write your story for you. And that's where, you know, momentum started to get born as a concept, right? Because mm -hmm. I knew that, you know, there's there's talented people all over the place. I thought I was a talented person. And, you know, there's I know people way more talented than me whose lives have not yet been able to transform and transcend past their current experience. They've, you know, fell short or come up short or, you know, didn't, weren't able to make the right connections or get access to the right level of information. And here I am, you know, being able to see all these different things and understanding, pro you know, different aspects of product lifecycle and, and, and uh, intranetwork logistics and uh, sales and marketing and, and digital marketing and rollouts and uh, pricing and policy and legal and structure, all of these different things. Here I am with all this knowledge. And then even even with that, right, even becoming this person why, you know, to, you know, thinking I was this torn up force in, in the corporate world had, you know, I, I, I was humbled, truly. Mm -hmm. I was humbled. I had my card pulled. They said, nah, young brother, you got to slow down. You're doing too much out here. You, mm -hmm. We got to, you know, mm -hmm. shut it down. They want to quiet you up. When you're starting to make a little too much noise, they want to quiet you up. And so I said, look, man, this isn't something that I want to subscribe to for the rest of my life, going through the peaks and valleys, the ebbs and flows. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot of other people out there who didn't have the opportunities to get accesses to access to these spaces um, who need this information the same way. So I was able to essentially craft something that, you know, I could help myself 
um, by helping others, right? Like Jordan said, right? Give it, give it for free, or give it for a fee. Um, and Momentum <laughs> Consulting was was like born that. from from there. Yeah, man, we're gonna we're gonna keep plugging that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Momentum Consulting was born from there, right? So so we are a consulting company. We do several different levels of service offerings. Um, uh, in the baseline of all of it, to not overcomplicate things, is really you know two critical questions we answer for companies, right? How do I get more clients into my business, you know, into my product flow, whatever that may be, if it's uh, consumer facing, if it's product based, right, or commodity based, um, online retail, right, uh, service based, whatever it may be. How do I get people into that cycle? right? My funnel, if you will. And then once I have those people, how do I properly serve them? How do I properly execute and, uh, you know, start to flesh out my operation and get things um, structured and solidified in such a way that, you know, it almost feels like it's on autopilot, right? We're starting to work and craft and move things around um, and make adjustments and tweaks. How do I do that in the way that's cost effective, that's strategic, that's planned out and thought out, uh, well, and that is, you know, a, a, an improving way to get results, right? So we answer those questions for people, right? Get client acquisition and then scaling uh, your fundamental operations as well. Um, with, you know, starting a business like that, you know, you, you, you got to get clients. <laughs> right. You got you to gotta get in front of some people. And so, you know, uh, amongst our team here, um, you know, it was like, how, what is the best way to get some exposure to this business, and uh, from that, our podcast was born. You know, Keep It 100 podcast is the ancillary brand of Momentum Consulting. Again, you can find all of this on itsmejulianscott.com. We'll talk about why the heck our website is named after me and not the company. We're going to get into all of it. Um, but yeah, Keep It 100 podcast was born. And, and that, was, that was our chance to do two things, right? Truly get in front of people who either potentially could be, you know, clients for us, um, as well as, right, give ourselves the platform to tell our stories and build some credibility, right? There's plenty of these done for you. And, you know, everyone's doing SaaS company software as a service or uh, uh, network marketing and social media marketing, all these types mm-hmm. of things out there. How do you stand apart? How do you, t- you know, how do you tell the difference between the charlatans, right, and in the real deals? How do you know who's who's telling the, the real stories and has the real experience, or who's just telling a story, right, from someone else's experience? Mm-hmm. And the best way for us was to, to talk about it, be very transparent, long form content. We're gonna talk about our experiences. We're gonna talk about what we did because we really lived this. Um, you know, Jordan and Danisha, myself as co-hosts on the show, and Mark is being a part of uh, our digital and tech side. I'll, you know, I'll let him get into that in his introduction. But you know, we really, we really live the things we talk about. As Jordan broke down all his different experiences in real estate, right? Like those skills that he's picked up from doing the real work in sales and in real estate are helpful for what we need to do and talking about that stuff and then providing a platform for other people, right? We have guests on the show as well, Keeping Wander Podcast, and we give them that platform to talk about their journey as well in entrepreneurship, right? So one hand washing the other, you're going to get a word, you're going to get some, some great information, and then you just may make a connection, right? that, you know, can help you in your journey of entrepreneurship or, or you know, your rise in the corporate trap or whatever it may be. We, we give we give you all the gems, right? Everything you need. That's dope, man. And um, 
definitely am excited to be a guest on the podcast. What is this? I think Saturday we're supposed, we're supposed to record. Yeah, we so, got some stuff coming up. Yeah. We got some stuff coming up. Yeah, so I'm excited <laughs> about that, man. Um, But yeah, Julian, I appreciate all the information you, you just told us about. And um, just moving on down the line, man, um, you just mentioned um, Mark, Mr. Mark Williams. I didn't get a chance to um, talk to him a couple of weeks ago, but you know, I just want to give you a chance to just introduce yourself and just tell the audience about what you do, man. Yeah, sure. Uh, again, name is Mark Williams. Uh, my role in Momentum Consulting is the Director of Engineering and Product Design. Um, that really translates to me being, like Julian touched on, the IT digital side of things. And um, so when clients come in, you know, they want a website, things like that, I'm their man. I'm the guy to talk to. Mark's the guy in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man, Ned Leeds, he's the guy in the chair. He, he is our tech genius. <laughs> right, he downplaying it. He downplaying it. <laughs> yeah, tell, tell him about that full stack. <laughs> <laughs> um. As far as like a you know a brief uh, history, uh, as far as like my experience leading up to here, um, I actually, when I was a kid, I was interested in computers and psychology, and for a long time I was going to be a psychologist, be completely real. And at the time in high school, I worked in a library. I read a career book, and I was like, "Dang, you got to do a lot of work to make a lot of money if you want to be a psychologist." It's kind of like, well, I got that in you right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, "Well." You know, everybody telling me get in IT, like, let me go ahead and get that shot. And um, I just, I started it and I just, I, you know, I couldn't put it down. It's been like a passion of mine ever since. Um, undergrad, was doing that for a while. Then I started working full time while I was doing undergrad. Um, after that, went to graduate school, kind of went through the sort of more uh, traditional route, so to speak. And, um, so at this point, I've been doing this for what? I think almost like 10 years. A decade. <laughs> Honestly. Mm. Yes. Mm. <laughs> it's, mm. uh, Talk, you can go ahead and pop your shit, man. It's right. a decade. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, got, yeah. I, got, I got the decade and flow and still got a decade to go. <laughs> <laughs> Spinning them bars, man. Um, I see you. Yeah. So yeah, t- man, 10 years yeah, is a long time. But um, yes, yeah, so I've been doing this 10 years. I've been full stack. Front end, back end, middle end, some on the side. You need me, I got it. Like, <laughs> and um, not too a while ago, you know, Julian approached me with Momentum Consulting. He pitched me on it, and you know, it, it seemed like a good idea, especially with like, the sort of uh, the climate, so to speak, as far as like society and everything going on with Black people and kind of that that push. I feel like there's been a sort of like almost a beginning of a cultural shift of like, hey, you know, everybody get out. And get yours, you know, do your thing, find what's yours and, and just go out and do it. And seeing that momentum consulting was, you know, trying to help people do that. I was like, yeah, this is cool. Like, I want to, I want to be a part of this, you know, get my name in on something like this. All right. Yeah, that's cool, man. I like that. I appreciate that, Mark. And um, the last on the list, we got Mr. Nisha Brown. Um, I had the pleasure of speaking with her on episode 41 of the Caption of Our Podcast. So to all my listeners, if you haven't heard the episode yet, please go back in the vault and look, listen to the episode. But introducing Miss Denisha Brown, um, she is an insurance agent and she dabbles in Forex. And it might have, might be some other things that I'm not mentioning. 
But um, Denisha, just give you a, give the audience another you know brief brief background about yourself, and just um you know tell the audience what you do. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just to kind of, I guess, start from the beginning, right? Since everyone's sharing their life stories. Um, so I started off, um, I didn't wake up and say I wanted to be an insurance agent or forex trader. Life kind of just threw me in that direction. Um, originally, um, I went to school for uh, middle school and high school uh, for theater, actually. Um, I went to um, Baltimore School for the Arts for for theater and theater production, to be exact. Um, I had liked to, I didn't like to act. I like to tell people what to do. And so that's when the theater production part came in and I was the stage manager. And so that's kind of where I developed my leadership skills um, from there. Um, and then I, I went to school like, you know, everyone else, like you're supposed to do in the world is go off to college. Um, and then I realized after my first year in college, I was like, this costs too much. This is someone's salary. This is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, I, I transferred from out of state into in state. And um, that, you know, don't you know how you had that moment in life where like, if you didn't do this, then this wouldn't have happened, right? Mm -hmm. So that was one of those moments. Um, if I would have stayed out of state, I'm 100% I'm sure then that my life have gone in a different direction. Uh, but I did move back home and, um, you know, I started to work. And from there I was working, uh, you know, numerous different jobs um, and, during that time, I eventually, a couple of years later, I um, had applied for um, an insurance position at AAA Insurance. And uh, there they, you know, they sponsored me to get my license. And uh, they are the ones who pretty much taught me, or at least my coworkers, um, taught me about insurance. And that's where I was introduced and, and developed a, a, a liking that turned into love eventually. Uh, while I'm working these jobs, I was also uh, part-time uh, with a nonprofit organization. And um, I was there fresh out of high school actually um, at the nonprofit. So I'm, I'm doing two different things at the same time, right? So I've always been a hustler even <laughs> back mm -hmm. then now that I think about it. Uh, because I was doing dominoes too on the side. See, look, <laughs> but, doing it all, man. <laughs> I know, right? So, um, so yeah. So you know, I'm at AAA, and then I'm also at the part-time uh, nonprofit in the management role as well. Um, eventually, that nonprofit had begun to expand and grow, um, and they offered me a full-time position there. And, um, you know, so I had left insurance and I, I uh, did nonprofit and the nonprofit was in the passion of mine as well, which is dealing with the arts. And uh, long story short, I was there for almost 10 years. And that's when, you know, you had that, that moment again in life where it's like, if this didn't happen, then these other things wouldn't fall into place. And so for that is when I got fired from the nonprofit. And uh, that's a whole story on its own that we're not going to go down. But <laughs> <laughs> um, 
you know, it's now that I look back on it, I think, and I'm like, yo, I'm glad I got fired. I mean, of course you don't see that in the moment because uh-huh. you had to go through that journey, that process, that development. But, um, you know, here it is pretty much two years later, actually exactly two years later this month. Um, and I am happy that I got fired because that opened up so many other doors and so many other connections um, from there. So after that, um, for about a year, um, I was unemployed, right? So this this is, look, we ain't on Keep It 100 podcast, but I'm going to keep it 100 with y'all. Yeah, and I'm going to tell y'all the truth, us. right? It mm-hmm. ain't always glory. Everybody has their own process, their own journey that they go through. And this was mine. And um, so I... You know, for about a year, I was unemployed. I was, I, that's when, in, that's when uh, Forex was actually introduced to me, the foreign, learning how to trade in the foreign exchange market, uh, which was, which was also life changing, right? Um, I probably wouldn't have done it if I was still working, but that opportunity came and I love it. It's great. You know, so it's, it's a skill that I had learned uh, where I don't have to always trade my time in for dollar. And, you know, I can just send my money off and it comes back with some friends. So that's the wonderful thing about Forex. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so from... Some cousins too. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, so from there, um, you know, uh, I, I put out there in the world or in the universe, you know, I, that I wanted to get back into insurance. And, um, you know, I was introduced to a business partner of mine who told me about uh, Goosehead Insurance. And uh, from there, I just was like, okay, well, what do I need to do? Like, what's what's next? Um, during this time, I'm, I'm trading Forex. Um, I'm connected with another nonprofit. And then I'm like, well, I still want to do insurance. And uh, long story short, here I am. Um, I launched uh, my business um, the ins- as a self-employed insurance agent um, earlier this year, actually. And... Uh, earlier this year. And, uh, you know, it's been great. It's been wonderful. It's been good to get back in the insurance world. And, you know, I, I do a lot. Like, you, as you can see, I'm still doing nonprofits. Um, I do the insurance. I'm here on the Keep It 100 podcast. And then I also got some other projects that I'm working on. Uh, so, yeah, that's Miss Danisha for you. I love it. I love it. And um, yeah, congrats on, you know, you say you started your um your own business. And um, yeah, man, I, I like how you said, you know, you, you was keeping it real with us about how you say you got fired from your job and mentioning what Julian said about Kanye West. He wanted to have a, you know, a sit down with Kanye as one of his guests. You mm-hmm. know, Kanye said he, um you know, he got fired from the Gap. He used to work at the Gap and now he has a deal, a deal with the Gap. And um, you just never know what's in store for your life, man. You know, like a lot of things um, happens in our life and we might question like, why is, what is is this happening at this particular moment? But, you know, you just got to stick with it, man. You know, things happen for a reason. And, um, you know, don't let that, you know, put you down and don't let that make yourself believe that that's going to be like the final, the final way of how your life is going to turn out. You know, we can make it through anything. And um and that might be a test from God letting us know like you know, I just want to see if you can how you's gonna react if this happened in your life and if you's gonna keep on going forward. So um that's just a story that a lot of us can you know look at and 
you know, all the obstacles we have in our lives, that's let each other know that we can always overcome our circumstances and continue to be great. So, um, yeah, I appreciate everybody telling the story, Dave, man. Because I think back to, you know, again, rekindling parts of my, my journey, my story. Like, if, if I had never had that moment in, in tech being taken away from me, um, I, I probably would not have moved forward, right, with the things. We probably wouldn't be sitting here in front of you talking about, you know, Keep It 100 podcast, talking right. about mm-hmm. Momentum Consulting, because I would have just, st- you know, stayed stayed kind of moving through the, 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 the different levels and layers of what it means to, you know, kind of just work in corporate America, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of eyes blind to being close to the transaction and figuring out that, whoa, like there's, there is more upside here if you're willing to put in the work. But at the front of that was just like you said, it was, you know, things aren't promised and going through that, that tragic journey, right? It's kind of like uh, something out of a, like a Greek epic, like the Iliad or something, right? The, the, the hero faces tragedy and then overcomes it, you know, by the end of the story. And right. we were able to all overcome our various tragedies and, you know, for, form a like Voltron. And here we are, right? Keep on your podcast, <laughs> Momentum Consultant, making sure people are always moving forward in their journeys now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that, um, you know, everyone experience a plan, right? We have a plan eventually, you know, we say, hey, this is what I plan on doing. This is how I see my life. And then, you know, you get pretty much thrown off and, you know, you got to learn how to adjust and move on um, from things and being able to grow from it and not allow it to bring you down as a person, I feel like all of us have our own journey and our own story of pretty much going through that same process. Yeah, no doubt. I definitely agree. And, you know, like to somebody that does have a job, like that they want to take a leap of faith, but maybe financially they can't, or they just don't want to, like they're scared to do it. And, um, you know, I'm not trying to say like, if you want to do something, you just got to quit your job right away. Like, nah, if you need your job to, you know, to be financially stable, yeah, let's stay at that job, but don't let go of your dreams either. Like, just try to figure out a way of, you know, just wait for the right time. You know, know when it's the, when it's the right time. Sometimes life will just do it for you, just like what Denisha just mentioned about her job. You know, somebody might have, that want to do something else might want to leave their job, but sometimes life would just be like, you might get fired or something might happen with your job. You might get laid off. So it's anything can happen and life will just do it for you. And you still gonna have to figure out, okay, well, what, where do I go from now? So, Look, um, it's life is <laughs> happening for people right now with this whole COVID. Yeah. Exactly. That's a whole other thing. Life man. is happening. That's a lot of people furloughed, laid off. And I'm sure they're trying to figure out like what's next. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, all I can t- tell you for those people who are in those type of situations is to just start and to keep pushing and stay positive. Um, you know, it's it makes it when you're stuck in that slump. Right. It's hard to get out of it. And I understand because, you know, it's a process. I look when I lost my job, I had to go through my own emotions and feelings. It wasn't all sunshine and smiling. Now, first of all, I didn't even want to tell nobody. Right, people always want to judge nobody but um you know just know that things will work out right is as long as you keep putting the work in 
Can we tell him a secret, Danisha? Can we tell him a little secret? Go ahead. I don't know. I don't know if Jordan wants us to tell him the secret though. Let's <laughs> let them know. Let them hey, know. Y'all keeping it real. Y'all to keep it one hundred right? podcast. So go all ahead. the people in that exact situation that David just broke down. Hey, I'm working my nine to five. I like it there, but I I'm thinking of doing other things. Do I need to just quit my job? Do yeah. I have to go through the tragic thing? Well, mm-hmm. hey, guess what, guys? Here's the secret. The goal of entrepreneurship, right? is to be fired, okay? (laughs) To fire yourself, okay? That is the goal. You want to be able to scale and grow your business to a point where it can exist outside of your actions within it daily, okay? That is the goal. So for everyone worried about being fired, don't worry about it because if it happens, it happens. But guess what? You're hopefully going to do it again one day when you're firing yourself because your business has now evolved and gone to a place where it's so successful, you no longer need to be a part of the day-to-day you can you can hire managers and and department leads and all these types of things to grow that but to get there first the more important thing is to understand and have the mindset and the vision right what is the plan number one what do do i want to do so yeah quitting your job might free up time but guess what is not going to free up your money that's right that's right right. now you're broke Right. You can't be broke and hungry out here trying to do your thing. That's, that's what I try to, you know, I, I try to change people's mindsets to get them to say, look, get something to pay for that thing that you want to do. Uh-huh. Your, your passion, this, this thing that you want to do, whatever, call it a hobby, call it, you know, you're living your calling. Right now, you're making an income. You got bills to pay. This is real life, people. Let's Let's join it. But that is not stopping you from being able to say it's people that work 40, 80 and 100 hour weeks. What's wrong? Why are you above that? You can go ahead and say, I'm going to go ahead, work my forward. I'm going to punch the clock and every dollar that I make from here, invest it into myself or into my business and be able to grow myself out of it. So when I walk into work and they say, oh, well, Mr. Taylor, you know, your your services are no longer needed. Hey, all right, look, it's great talking to you. I got this thing over here that's running without me, but uh, I'm about to go catch up. I'll see y'all later. Like nobody wants, everybody walks into work and they feel the the need to pander to the the bosses or to the higher-ups because you don't feel secure within your position or feel secure within your job or maybe within your skill set. But when you have this additional income or additional business that you're running on the side that you actually enjoy and you you actually would prefer, man, I can't wait till work is over so I can go ahead and look at these numbers or go and check out these properties or, you know, on the weekends going in and checking out all, any of those things, whatever you do, do it just like you would be showing up to your regular job so that the job that you're at currently, you don't have to be concerned. You don't have to be worried about it. You can take that, fund your own dream, and then take that off to the races. Right. I mean, I think the biggest thing is like, it's nothing wrong with working, right? We're not saying quit your job. We're not saying none of that. It's just good to not only have a plan A. You need to have a B, C, D. Matter of fact, just get the whole alphabet. Right. Just in case. (laughs) Right. Just in case. Use all 26 of them things. I feel you. Um, But yeah, I mean... Cause like even for myself, like I still have you know my main job and um like the Denisha mentioned earlier, I gotta go to work in like ten o'clock. I work night shift, but um but you know like when I go when I go to work when I come back home, you know I'm working when I come back home as well like with my clothing line, 
And um, like I even make custom shirts for for different customers too. So I'm handling my own clothing line orders, and then I gotta make like like 24 hoodies for somebody's company, and you know I can make money that way too. So um, you know, like my goal was is like the one day make that be my main thing. You know, what I'm saying I love doing it. I love just being a de- designer. You know, what I'm saying like you know making logos for people. I do a lot of stuff, man. Like my cousin that raps, I make like album covers for his for his singles and i do like make logos and i do i do everything man so it's just it's just real cool to be creative and i'm not letting my nine to five stop me from doing what i want to do and i know it'll eventually turn into something great i just got to keep working at it and um and enjoy what you do man like i don't really do it for the money like if you initially enjoy it just because you love to do it the money will come you know later so you just got to be already passionate about what you do you know, like I've always tell people, like if you're doing it, make sure you're not just doing it for money, because as soon as something doesn't work out for you, you're gonna end up quitting what you want to do anyway. So go into it already being passionate about what you want to do, and then from there, man, like sky's the limit. So I just encourage everybody to have that mindset going into whatever you want to do in life. So most definitely, absolutely, man. Perspective is power, you guys. You know, perspective is power okay because when you do get that level of passion right what it usually is met with is frustration and you might not even have something you're necessarily uh passionate about now but the frustration is there already that frustration typically comes from a lack of proper perspective right i feel very much aligned with the things that david is saying you know it's no secret uh, all of us here are are working in different avenues, right? And I, I was frustrated. I was like, man, um, I, I wish I could just have that much extra time to spend, you know, in the business, working on different things, right? But I got to pay bills. I got to go to this job. I have to do my other responsibilities, right, to keep up with my lifestyle, my family, right? I have a wife. I have a son. And, and, and in the beginning of, of this journey, you know, with these guys, I'm trying to get the podcast to pop, trying to get our first initial clients in with momentum and balance, all that. There was that frustration. But then, right, perspective is power. I had to flip it. I had to say, wait a minute, this isn't a job, okay? Instead, this is a uh, this is an equity line of credit right here, mm-hmm. right? This is the bank of W-2, okay? <laughs> and I have an interest-free, right, loan right here that I can tap into and access anytime I want. I just need to make sure... When I access that capital, there's a plan for getting it back, right? And that's Mm -hmm. what business is at the end of the day. Treat your job like the bank. A lot of us, especially in the African-American community, I hear it all the time, especially with people that, you know, we work with as, man, I I really want to do certain things. I can't get the full solution. I'll just piecemeal it and X, Y, and Z because I don't have the capital. I don't have the capital. I don't have the capital. But what are you doing to get the capital, Mm -hmm. right? It doesn't matter if you have unlimited time to work on this business. If you cannot fund it to a certain uh, minimum level, it will not be able to thrive. You will literally, you know, Danisha uses the term baby business. You're going to be starving your baby. (laughs) You got to be able to put into it. And so having the perspective to, again, turn that W-2 into that open line of credit and think of it that way. Think of it as the money that you're then using to finance your dream it alleviates a lot of that stress it alleviates um a lot of those frustrations and for me now i'm i'm actually more passionate about work than i was you know prior to starting and 
really it's for the simple fact of like, how much better can I get at my job so that I can finish quicker? Um, I, I luckily work remote, which is great right now because of the situation and everything, but it's given me the ability to get more flexible in my role and say, okay, now I can get a little smarter about how I'm doing things and not just working harder, but getting smarter about it so I can get faster and get more efficient. Doing that gives me time. I'm going back to do stuff less. I'm having more meetings up front with people who I need to talk to before things become issues. I'm identifying problems and solving them. And now I can take that time where people would be calling me and saying, yo, Julian, can we have this little chat real quick and figure out what's going on? Or, hey, Julian, we have an issue. We need your input to fix it. Hey, man, what's happening over here? All of that stuff is gone. And now I do have the time that I was looking for before that I thought I was frustrated that I didn't have. It was revealed to me because I changed my perspective and I saw my job for what it was, a way to fund my dream. And now I'm getting more... Uh, more efficient and effective in that work, which is allowing me to get more efficient and effective um, for, you know, the work in the business and with the podcast. And not only, because like Pete this, he said that your W-2, your job is at your financial institution. It is your educational institution as well. All the uh -huh. things that you're doing Free training. There, <laughs> pay, for, training. pay training. <laughs> pay <laughs> training. You're going there. Whatever you do in any business, there is something that you can learn and take away from that business. So uh, even, even no matter how far, how new, advanced, every structure of business is the same. Every, every business has an accounting department. Every business has an HR department. Every business has operations. All these things, all these areas that you may not necessarily need to be an expert in, but you definitely for sure, if it's just you, you're gonna be the one that has to fill in the shoes until you can hire somebody to fill in that gap and you hire somebody to fill in the next gap. Every moment of your working job, you should be taking lessons, taking notes, and then you have the ability to go anywhere you want to. Ask anybody in that company what they do and how they do it. Is there any way that they can, uh, what, how, how what you do affects them and how you can improve your portion and what they, could, uh, what they would be looking for to improve their portion. You take that and take that and incorporate that into your business. And then you go ahead and say, hey, like I'm gonna I'm go ahead and, and cash out and I'm gonna go ahead and, and, and take my, my business to the next level. So it's your, your educational institution and your financial institution. No Y'all just gave a lot. Right. A lot of jewels. Y'all gave man. a I lot. I, I mean, y'all gave so much that it would, I would think that, you know, someone who's new to, you know, entrepreneurship, it might be overwhelming, it might be fearful. And for that person that's like, you know, like, oh, I don't know, this sounds like a lot. If your dreams don't scare you, then you're not dreaming big enough. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. So mm -hmm. you, you, you better give that to him again. <laughs> Go ahead, co-host. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> like that. God, damn, wait a minute. What show was this again? Hold on. So, yeah, I mean, it's where we are programmed sometimes to think a certain way and, and we have to think outside the box or don't even create a box. Just, just, you know, dream as, as big as you want to, or whatever your goals are, just go after it. And if it don't scare you, then you need to make it bigger, right? Because that uncomfortable feeling is what drives us as entrepreneurs, as business people. Cause if we're comfortable, then we're not growing. 
And so staying uncomfortable opens up to grow, right? So those, you think about what we said earlier, those challenges that we have gone through in life, those force us to grow mentally, right? Force us to grow professionally, force us to figure out what's next, force us to be, you know, to say, hey, I don't want this to happen again. What do I got to do to, you know, make sure that this don't happen again, this feeling, this negative feeling that you're having. And so those uncomfortable moments, embrace them, Mm -hmm. embrace them and grow from them. Lessons. Yes. This this reminds me, um, Denisha, what you said about that fear, because being real, keeping it 100, I'll say, that used to be me. Like I was the guy, I had plan A, I was going to do a career and I always had a kind of like desire to do something. I never knew what it was, but I wanted to do something outside of just work. But I always felt like, you know, do I have the money for it? Do I have the time for it? Do I even have the idea? I don't know the first thing about this or that. And to kind of kind of bounce off what Jordan said at the top of the show, getting that mentor. And to, to me in this space, that's been Julian and Jordan. Like before I even like formally started coming together with them as far as what mentor, like we've been friends for like, well, almost like what twenty years, y'all. Yeah, and a couple of decades. Seeing them, yes. Seeing them go through their process, you know, talking to Julian's, he was going through like all his like Uber troubles and his inspirations. Like I remember, we had a conversation about this, the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> You're telling about this, all these thoughts, and you know, Jordan <laughs> go through all his like his non-conventional route of like you know, solar and everything. Like that was inspirational. So when they came to me with this, I was like, okay, well, these are guys I know that like. Can, I can rely on for, for some information. Like I can, I, I know them. I'm familiar with them. I don't need to be afraid or ashamed or anything like that to ask them for knowledge. And, you know, now they, you know, Jordan be sending me books. Julian sends me podcasts and YouTube videos. And, you know, you, you can't be afraid to go get the knowledge because the knowledge is there. Yeah. There's no secret. This ain't some black book hidden in a cave. Like it's all over the internet. It's people are doing it. Regular people are doing it. It's not all rich folk out here making it. You just got to know who to ask and where to look. Absolutely. And you actually touched on something, um, Mark. Surround yourself by people who have the same Mm, drive for you, right? Mm, You are around family and friends who have that same mindset. It helps you and it motivates you. And and you can your peer can be your mentor, like Julian and Jordan. Like it's a it's a um, give and take in the relationship. And so when you're surrounded by those people, we're like, okay, so what are you doing? Why are you not? You said you were going to do this, so why are you not doing it? Then you're like, all right, you're right, you're uh-huh. right. And I'm I'm great to say that I have those friends as well. Um, and so being able to to not. You know, sometimes you, unfortunately, right, because I learned this during my journey, sometimes you have to, <laughs> those friends that you had long friendships with and even family that are not believing in you and have those same visions in you and look at you like you're crazy, it's okay for you to be like, okay, you're just not ready for what I have going on in my season and what I got going on in my journey. And I'm going to have to just put my arms length of you for just for a moment. I love you. I'm gonna just love you from afar because I don't need that negativity in my life. I am trying to escalate. I'm in the process of growing. I'm in the process of doing some things and watering the plants um, and, and taking my business to the next level and having that type of negative energy is, is not going to work. And so you definitely have to surround yourself by people who are going to push you. And when you have those bad days, they're going to be like, okay, well, this is what you need to do. This is next. 
capture the world podcast. <laughs> Pencils and pens, ladies and gentlemen, because this is an audio masterclass. They over here doing academic acrobatics. Okay. Oh gosh, and what what the team, what the team really <laughs> um, you know, was just talking about, what Danisha was talking about with Mark. Um, aligning on goals and aligning on vision, right? So honestly, I say pencils and pens because I want to give a name to everybody listening out there. Um, Peter Senge, the fifth disciplines. Peter Senge, uh, fifth disciplines, okay? Uh, Peter Senge is a organizational uh, systems theory uh, uh, professor, right? Um, he studies system theories of organizations and he wrote this book and, he's and he talks about the five different pillars of what they call the learning organization, which they, which in his theory is the most efficient form of business, right? And organizations in general, even outside of just what we think of traditionally as business. It could be even your social circle. And one of those elements, the one that I really hold key to me is what's called shared vision, right? And that's exactly what Danisha and Mark is talking about, is having the cohorts around you be aligned with the mission. Whatever the mission may be, the mission could be we all going to McDonald's at five o'clock. Don't show up to Wendy's and call us asking where we are. We aren't there, okay? I and won't be at McDonald's. We, I'll be at Chick Fil A. At Chick Fil A, that's right. Look, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna be who, at, where, whoever is sponsoring Keeping 100 Podcasts. <laughs> it's me, JulianScott.com forward slash contact. I can't. <laughs> but again, right? Learning organizations. Peter Senge, Fifth Disciplines. Right? Shared vision. Um, when you have a shared vision with the people inside your, your natural organization, again, whether it's your social group, whether it's your company, whether it's just your, your group of friends and you guys are figuring out an idea or whatever that looks like inside your business, it creates a level of focus and it amplifies effectiveness, okay? When people are going for different goals, right, it, things become chaotic, you can't make the proper levels of decisions as a leader. For me, right, being the global vision for momentum, if Jordan, Mark, and Danisha all come to me with conflicting ideas for the directions we should take things, and it doesn't align with that global vision that we have for the company, that we have for the podcast, and how we want to grow and elevate Keep It 100, how we want to grow and elevate momentum, right? What's going to happen is nothing's going to work. I'm going to be saying yes to everybody. They're going to run in separate directions. And because we aren't aligned on the mission, you got one person building an app. You got one person building the website. You got one person building a different thing. And none of them talk to each other. None of them work. One of them's green. One of them's purple. One of them's blue, right? And they're not aligned <laughs> under the banners that we had all uh, previously discussed under that one uh, staple, under that one mission, under that one vision. And so check that out, guys. Just some reading material for you. Peter Senge, the fifth discipline. Um, but, you know, when you're putting that team together, again, whether it's your social team, whether it's your business team, make sure you have somebody who is interacting in such a way that people can naturally uh, corral around the mission, around the vision, and then you can put focus energy, okay, into moving forward. I love it, man. I love that, Julian. That was a lot of good, Dang. a lot of good gems, mm. man. Mm. I love it. Mm. Academic <laughs> acrobatics. Let me tell you, Back to the world <laughs> podcast, keep it one hundred podcast. It's a movie, baby. Let's go. That's what's <laughs> up, man. Um, 
Man, I love it. Hey, man, I just got a couple more questions for y'all, man, before before we wrap it up. Um, this main question I have is, you know, we were just talking about, you know, just the black community in, in general. And, um, you know, this year has been, you know, it's been a lot going on as far as the police brutality thing. And, um, and after that, we've just been, like, trying to alert ourselves on, you know, supporting black businesses and just supporting each other in general. So... With all that, like, how do you, what What do y'all think, um, what can we do to, I guess, to make the black community greater in, in terms of, you know, being entrepreneurs and just, you know, having more, more ownership and just as a race, you know, not to be looked down upon. Because a lot of us, you know, we always say we're always last in line when it comes to like a lot of things in this country. Um, and of course, you got the presidential race coming up. You know, this is not a political podcast, anything like that. But, you know, a lot of us, a lot of people are asking for, like, reparations. And there's a lot of things that can help us get ahead in the in this country. Um, but in the meantime, while we're waiting for things like that and different laws to be changed, what can we do right now as a community to help each other out and just to build the black community up? You know, what, what do y'all think about that? I would say, I think, first and foremost would be spread and share the knowledge. And a a good example of this for me personally was the idea of getting, getting into real estate always seemed like this, like unreal, unreal thing. Like I always thought, okay, you would get a real estate. Yeah. You gotta go to real estate courses. You gotta learn how to do this. You gotta learn how to do that. And I remember one day I went to Jordan's house and we we talked for maybe like two or three hours because he told me that, that he would like, oh, this is house I just bought. This is a spot, the one uh, down on Seaworth. And um, he was like, yeah, this is house I bought. And I was like, you just you just bought a house? I, you, do you live here now? He was like, no, <laughs> this is an Airbnb spot. And I was like, wait, you just bought this house to rent it out? And he was like, yeah. And he spent a good chunk of time walking me through how he actually did it, why he did it, how he started, all the research he did. And I left the conversation like, oh, so here's a pretty like regular person that I personally know who went on this journey and they're actually doing it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I ain't no regular. <laughs> no regular smegular. But I was like, oh, okay. So this, you know, this isn't the, uh, that dude that the shade room was always posting ads about that made $28 million in five years. Okay. This is, you know, my boy Jordan. Mm-hmm. He just did it. He wanted to do it. He did the research. He found someone to give him some knowledge and he just went and did it. And I think that's what we have to do. We need to spread the spread the information, spread that knowledge to the point where it's like it it doesn't seem like it's coming from this unreal source on high that it's like it's something that we talk about conversationally. And that's and that's one of the first things that I I I know exactly. You, we start with education. Education is crucial. Sharing the knowledge and trust. I think that was the the dual piece that, that Mark's talking about is, you know, people will withhold information from their brother or their sister 
just because they may think that it may advance them to a place where they won't look to to reach back and help the, the next person. Uh-huh. But that is really what encourages people to help the next person. A lot of people put me on. I learned a lot from so many different people and, you know, I couldn't thank them enough. And so what a lot of them, you know, and many of them encouraged me to, to pass it on, pass on the knowledge to the next person. And so for me, I experienced a lot of, you know, success. And when you experience a certain level of success and, you know, you, you supersede and, and, you know, you, you separate yourself from your peers, it actually does. It's, it's lonely. And I, I personally don't like to be the only one that's eaten, you know, in my circle, in my group. I want everybody to be enjoying it and at the table with me to be able to eat. Uh And that's one of the things that we do struggle with in the black community. And, you know, we can go on a deep history lesson on these things that we've been bred to do this. And it's been indoctrination uh, to not trust the next person next to you. Um, But you have an option. You have a choice. Julian said it, you know, hit the nail on the head is perspective. Every day you wake up, you have an opportunity to choose and decide to say, hey, look, I'm going to be a different person. I'm going to choose to change and alter the course of history, alter my past, break generational curses and do the things that my ancestors, you know, were progressing to doing. Uh, We need to be able to uplift our brothers and sisters, participate in, you know, in, in the community. You have a lot of other cultures that share knowledge amongst themselves, share funds amongst themselves and work in collaborative, uh, you know, use collaborative efforts to be able to build a community. And in the environment that we live in, which is, you know, a mainly financial environment, that's really the strength that we have as as a group and as a collective. So learning the knowledge, being willing to share the knowledge uh, and bringing that, keeping that in house, um, is uh, for me is, is, you know, what we, what we look to do, uh, you know, we, we definitely market to, um, consumers that are like us and like-minded, uh, to be able to see more like us. And once we see so many of us, we don't need anything else, but each other. And then we have the ability to take and own our own. No doubt. Yeah. I can agree, man. Um, I mean, it's a lot of things that we can do. Like for instance, you know, I was able to, able to buy like um, how Mark was saying, referring to Jordan about how he bought his house. You know, I was able to do the same thing. Um, you know, I'm 29 now; I'll be 30 in a couple of weeks. And um, oh, big three zero. Appreciate it, man. Hey, if y'all want to give me a present, feel free to cash at me at dollar sign <laughs> D David C at seven five seven. I'm playing, but um. But no, I was able to buy my own house at 23, man. Yeah, um, y'all send them cash. <laughs> send that cash up my way. But no, like, you know, I was able to buy my own house at 23. And, um, you know, the job that I have now, I was able to buy a house. You know, I have a pretty good job and you know, I make a good, you know, a good salary. So I'm able to, I was able to do that. You know, I thank God for that. Um, but, you know, I have, you know, little brother, a little brother and a little sister. And, um, my brother, he works in the same company I work at, and he was able to buy his own crib at he's 21. So he did it two years before me, you know. So it's like, you know, just try to set an example to people that might be not even just people younger than you. There's people just overall, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all looking at each other for inspiration. So whatever little bit of inspiration you can provide to someone else, um, that's always a good thing. You might not be thinking you're doing a whole lot. 
but it's always somebody watching you. You know what I'm saying? So let's try to do the best you can do to improve yourself. And then whoever's willing to give you advice, you know, be willing to give that same advice to other people as well. And just be the example, man. Like I, I'm not saying it's buying a house. The only thing you can do to be successful, but just a lot of things that we look at other cultures doing and we're wondering why our culture is or our specific community isn't doing that. You know, it's ways around. I know, you know, we're, we always start off behind. We're always behind in this society, but I feel like it's getting better day by day, year by year. And, um, you know, I mean, I feel like it's always something we can do to improve ourselves. So just making sure you're always there to try to help each other. That's, that's all we can do, man. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, man. And, and I'll keep mine brief, you know, to, to answer the prompt, but, um, you know, for everybody out there listening, right. It's, is is African-Americans, you know, Africans in America. Um, we, we culturally have a lot of, uh, excitement about us. You know, when, when the black person work, walks in the room, everybody knows cause it's lit all of a sudden. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and we have that tenacity and that excitement and that ability to just engage and pull people into, you know, our experience, you know, in a lot of ways, but that same level of like tenacity, that fierceness that, you know, being a savage, all of this, all of that stuff that we champion in our pop culture and amongst our, our cultural heroes and, you know, whether the space may be in, in the arts or music or um, whatever it is, right, sports, entertainment, um, we need to champion that same uh, level of intensity in uh, areas where we feel, like Denise talked about, being uncomfortable areas where we feel like we don't have uh, all the information um, and, and and to make sure that, you know, we're, we're taking the upper hand and taking control. Even if you don't know, get involved, get in the spaces, get in the doors and, and learn your way through it, right? Figure things out, ask questions, you know, turn up, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, we talking political. I'm going to take it biblical in the Bible, right? That's it says, right. Blessed Amen. are the meek, Matthew 5, 5, yeah. right? Blessed are the meek. Uh, for they will capture the world. I mean, inherit the earth. (laughs) And, you know, people take that word meek, I think, uh, super out of context, right? There's there's multiple sort of synonyms, which I'm going to talk about in a second, but the main one they take, right, that alternate thing is being submissive, right? Kind of being docile, right? But the word meek, you know, synonyms for it are humble, which means to be modest, right? Another one is reverent, right? Which means to show respect, right? And so it's not about not turning up, right, in the boardroom, not negotiating the extra, you know, couple thousand dollars, ten thousand, twenty thousand dollars on that salary offer at the new job, Um, not starting your business and telling that vendor you want preferred pricing because you have, you know, forecasted what your sales are going to be because you was doing it off your iPhone before. You know what your numbers are. Mm -hmm. We got to turn up in those spaces as well Mm -hmm. so we can put ourselves in position to do the things that other cultures are doing and not be so afraid of the public stigma that we may have even created some of this culturally ourselves, right? I love that David bought a house. Congratulations, my brother. I love that your younger brother was able to do the same thing. Jordan, Mark, you know, Danisha's got her crib. I'm rocking the apartment because I can't stay my ass in one place. But I will (laughs) have you know, right, I'm taking that same next step in an unconventional way that people in my inner circle 
they're like, bro, you're crazy. Like, you got a kid. Um, and what yeah, I'm talking about, <laughs> what I'm talking about, David, you know, for the Capture the World family out there is I'm going to be buying a house with my parents, right? It's a real estate investment play. We realize that, hey, you know, a lot of other cultures come to America and they're able to thrive off of seemingly what looks like nothing because mm-hmm. of community financing, their ability to take what they own and pull it all together. So it's like, yo, right. if I'm touching six figures, my peoples is touching multiple six figures what does that house look like, right? Uh And then furthermore, what does that amortization look like on that loan? And as we pay those things down, and now uh, in just 10 years, 10 short years living together after we take this journey on together, we will have created capital, right? Within Mm. an asset that we're using as a dwelling. So what I'm saying here, people, is do your homework, do your study, read books, listen to podcasts, listen to Keep It 100 podcasts, listen to Capture the World podcast and turn up in the places that's not just the club, right? Turn mm-hmm. up in them books, turn up, um, you know, in these boardrooms, turn up in these meetings, turn up on your Googles and make sure you're asking the right questions and researching the right information to take control of your situation. The government is not going to fix it for us. You got to take control. You got to capture your world and change it for yourself. Excellent. We live in a time of unlimited information, there should be no excuse. There is every opportunity to be able to take full advantage of it. And if you don't, if you if you say that there isn't, that's a lie. Yeah, it's like <laughs> we live in a different time, man. I feel like it's just so much that you can you can you know put inside your brain, in your mind. You know, like information is more accessible than ever. You know what I'm saying? Like I know it's you. It's still some things like everybody's situation is different, like you know. But at the same time, it's it's a place where you can start. You can start from here and try to work your way up. Um, so long as long as you, as you have that, and then maybe you know you have people that's around you that can help you too. You know, I feel like we can we can all can be successful in, in a certain way. Um, and I got my last question before we wrap it up, man. Like I said before, I thank y'all for all the great gems we've been um, dropping so far in this episode. Um, this is this is a question I ask all of my guests. So I got four guests this time, so I needed four different uh, you know, opinions on this one. Um, so my question to y'all is, um, how do you plan to capture the world? And what I mean by that is, you know, whatever you're doing in life, you know, whatever your passion is, how do you plan to capture the world with that? And um, I guess we can start with Mr. Julian Scott. Hey, man, our our mission is legacy, right? Legacy builders only. And the way I'm going to capture the world is by influencing as many um, entrepreneurs as possible to take on their journey, take their cool ideas, transition them into real live businesses, functioning uh, ways to, you know, change their personal lives, build their own personal legacies. And through them and their stories, uh, my journey will speak for itself. So by ensuring uh, I'm giving the proper guidance to the people that we're interacting with, uh, whether it be on Keep It 100 podcast, whether it be through Momentum Consulting, um, you know, the work that we're doing, the level of service that we're providing, the information that we're giving people access to, that's going to be our legacy right there. That's how uh, I plan to capture the world. No doubt, man. No doubt. I like that. Look. I told y'all last episode, say no. Nah. Um, <laughs> right, she already answered this question already. I'm going to spend the money. 
Um, so how do I plan on capturing the world? I feel like I was stuck last time you asked this question, but you was. um, I mean, so I, all I can do uh, and what I, I like to do, which is pretty much educate people and expose people um, to what I've been exposed to and what I've learned in my journey. And all I can do is just, you know, what is it called? Pay it forward and, and keep exposing people to um, you know, if it's learning about insurance, if it's learning about Forex or, you know, if, it, if it's just telling my story. So just sharing my journey and my experience and my knowledge with other people in return, I'm hoping that they, you know, won't make the same mistakes or, you know, it inspired them to just get started or, you know, they feel motivated to get through whatever they're getting through. Um, so, yeah, that's how I plan on capturing the world. No doubt, Mr. Nisha. I, I thank you for that. Um, what about you, Jordan? Hey, look, and and in the words my man asks, by 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 any means necessary, um, you know, we we give it for free, we give it for a fee. You know, we trying to get people started, <laughs> we get them the momentum. You know, we, we remove the fear, help change their perspectives, and show them the way. That's that's how you know we're going to change the world. We take it over. One person, one business, one head at a time. No doubt, no doubt. And um, last but not least, Mr. Mark, how do you plan to capture the world? Oh, man, that's a hard question. I can see how. With a rope. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, think, I think what comes to mind is the idea of accessibility. Um, I think about what I do for momentum consulting, and a lot of people... When I tell them, like, oh, yeah, you know, I do, I'm a full stack engineer, you know, I write the code, I make the websites. A lot of people treat it like, you know, I work in like Chinese and Russian and it's, it's <laughs> some like impossible you know, Rubik's Cube kind of puzzle thing. And it's really not that hard. Like once you know the tools and know how to use them, it's not hard to go out and execute. So I think when I think of like long term, I really want to get people to the point where they can do this. Like I think about, you know, Bill Gates and the internet, you know, it was a time when the internet was a couple guys in their garage and they could speak to someone down the block. And now we all have the internet in our phones. It's everywhere. Everyone has it and it's quick to get it. And I want to get to the point where, you know, people don't have to think about, well, you know, I want to do a business or I want to, I want to promote this or that, but this, you know, this website deal, like, you know, what is it? What does a website mean? What does an app mean? Like that's, that's impossible for me. Uh-huh. I want them to get to the point where it's like that that's not the blocker in the process. That's just another step that they just got to take and knock out. Gotcha. Gotcha. Like it. I love it, man. Yeah, man. That's all I had, man. Um, Like I said before, I appreciate each one of y'all, Julian, Jordan, Mark, and Denisha. Thank y'all again. Um, And um, definitely I'm excited to be on y'all podcast in the next couple of days. Um, I know it's going to be fun. And yeah, one more time for all of my listeners. I thank y'all for all of my Spotify listeners, Apple Podcast listeners, YouTube listeners. Thank y'all for continuing to rock with the show. And um, yeah, man, we got plenty more content to come for the rest of the year. So y'all stay tuned, man. And um, this appreciate a, you having us, David. Yeah, no doubt. Appreciate, appreciate everybody y'all, out man. there. Capture the World podcast. Keep it 100 podcast. Check us out. It's me, Julian Scott.com forward slash keep it 100 podcast. K E E P one zero zero podcast. 
and Momentum Consulting, again, featured on itsmejulianscott.com. And uh, (laughs) follow us on our socials. You know, follow me over at itsmejulianscott on Instagram. Check out our YouTube page as well, where we have video versions of our podcast and a bunch of other content. Check out our financial uh, uh, starter kit, our guide over there for people trying to get into the market and trading and things like that as well as all of our different features, which David and Capture the World is going to be a part of shortly. Um, so check us out and keep uh, supporting us. And remember, guys, you know, you know, that's right. That's right. Remember to always be moving forward uh, in your journey. And you are only, uh, you know, one, one decision away from making it happen. Perspective is power. No doubt, no doubt. And on that note, man, it's a wrap. This is another episode of the Capsule World Podcast. And y'all stay tuned for more content. Y'all have a good one. Peace. Keep on it. Boom. Peace. <laughs>